the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us yesterday, you know we're talking about fruitfulness that brings glory to God. And you know, Junie, even as I say it, people might be saying, what in the world does fruit have to do with glory? And yet, as we're going to go through scriptures this week, we're going to see, really, that it has everything to do with it. Now, when we speak of glory, we really need to see that it's a word used quite often in the Old Covenant as well as in the New Covenant. But it's a word that's so hard to define. We read about the glory filling the temple in Second Chronicles 5. But what, is, what does it really mean? We know that it has to do with the presence of God. But we could, up, we could look up all the definitions of glory, and yet we know there's something more to it than just a definition. Then I believe yesterday, Junie, you read from Matthew 5, verse 16. It says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Isn't it amazing, Junie, this, this term glory or glorify is such a heavenly uh, word, and yet we, mere mortal men, can live a life that does the work of the Lord and our light will shine because we're obeying God and that will cause others to glorify God. What a way to live, Junie. What a desire it would be to live a life that causes other people to glorify God. And I mentioned yesterday about the song that struck me with this verse, which says, Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. And let the Lord be glad in his work. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. And the light that shines before men would be his life when we give our heart and life to the Lord and allow the Lord himself through the power of his Holy Spirit to live his life in and through us. That is a glory to God. And it's a work that will endure yes, forever. 
Well, I think we left off yesterday, Junie, at John 15, and I know they're familiar verses, but let's pick up there, and let's, if you have your Bibles, turn with us to John 15, we're going to look at the first eight verses. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, He is thrown away as a branch, dries up, and they gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. Verse 8, But this is my, by this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Let's look at these verses, Junie, along the lines that we're talking this week. Fruit and glory. We see in the first eight verses in John 15, the word fruit appears six times. And of course, the concluding verse is the key. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. What a powerful verse. And what, what, a, what an invitation for all of us, Junie, to become a disciple of the Lord and bear much fruit. And I think what's important to point out too, Shelley, is in verses 4 and 5 that abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. So it's almost like in Matthew, the light yes. that's in us, we need to let it shine before men. And that light is God because we see right here that the fruit cannot come from just us alone. It's through God what with us abiding in him. And in verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So again, it's showing that the fruit, the life, the glory really comes from the life of the risen Messiah that lives in every born-again believer. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you, Nicodemus, being a Jewish teacher, you don't know, you must be born again. So fruit comes from the Lord, and fruit comes from us, Shelley, when we abide in the Lord and allow his life to be our life. Amen. Amen. So we need to see that if we're going to bear fruit, the first condition of fruit bearing is abiding in the Lord. And just as a tree, as you say, Junie, cannot bear fruit without being planted in rich soil and then being nourished, we cannot bear fruit without abiding in the Lord. He is the vine and we are the branches. You know, Junie, it's amazing throughout the scriptures, the comparison of bearing fruit from people is, is so often compared to a tree that bears fruit. And of course, we know that we are to be a planting of the Lord that bears forth fruit. 
If you have your Bibles, let's turn together to Psalm number one. And let's look at the first three verses. Because during here again, we see this principle clearly uh, revealed through this initial psalm. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So we see uh, these things taken out of our lives. If we don't do these things, we're prepared for something. And we see the blessedness of living, as it says in verse 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Juni, what a picture of a life that is a delight to the Lord as we delight in him. And we see in the last verse, and in whatever he does, he prospers. And I think again, Shelley, we need to remember what this is saying. That, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And we really need to remind our listeners what the new covenant is out of Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one. That the Lord promised Israel to give a new heart, not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh, and His law will be written on that heart that people might know him and obey him that we would be called his people and he would be our god so it's not an old testament um how can i say teaching only to meditate on the law of the lord but jesus is the end of the law doesn't mean that the law ended but that if we follow the law if we obey the law it will lead us to the messiah that's what the scripture says So we need to see that when Jesus lives in our life, he gives us a heart of flesh and his law is written on our flesh, on our hearts. In other words, we know then what is good and what is evil because God himself lives in us and he is the light. He is the one we abide in and it's through his life that the fruit comes, Shelley. Amen. You know, it's so easy, Junie to see uh, a tree that's firmly planted by streams of water, we know that it's going to yield its fruit in season. What a picture of our lives when we are in the Word, when we meditate in the Word day and night, how much fruit will we yield? So I guess we need to ask this question. How much of the Word of God is in your heart? Are the commandments of the Lord grievous to you? Or are they really your delight? And the answer to that question, Junie, is really going to determine our fruitfulness and whether or not we glorify God. Remember, the issue that we're talking about this week is fruitfulness that glorifies God. It's an attachment, Junie. You almost see it. We're talking about the glory of God, which is a heavenly expression. And yet we could touch that glory and bring forth that glory here on earth when we bear much fruit and that will glorify God. And you know, Shelley, the tree of life that the cherubim uh, surrounded so that nobody could get to from the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were sent out of the garden, we see in the book of Revelation on either side of the river, 
were the trees. In other words, there weren't there wasn't just one tree. Yes. But there were two trees of life. And we're talking about being fruitful. It says, I believe in Revelations twenty two, that the leaves of the tree was used for the healing of the nations. So if it wasn't even the fruit, but the leaf of the tree that um, bore its fruit in its season every month. And so we see that when we abide in the vine, the life of the Messiah is what bears fruit in and through our lives because without him, Shelley, we can do nothing. Nada, that's right. You know, Junie, while you were talking, I'm just looking at another portion of verse 3 in Psalm 1. And its leaf does not wither. So that's such an important statement. The leaf does not wither. In other words, sometimes we can get excited about things in the Word. We get all emotional and are feeling ecstatic. And yet, God is, you know, we're not running a 20-yard dash. We're running a marathon. And therefore, we need to be so strong in the Word constantly that the leaf will not wither on a tree, just as we will not wither and dry up because our source of life is the Lord himself. Take freely of the waters of life. And, you know, living in the desert, Shelley, we get very little rain. Really? And so we know if we are not watering our trees, the leaves begin to dry up. And watering comes from the Word and comes from the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. From the Holy One. We need to abide in the vine and let the Lord live his life in and through us that we might meditate on his law day and night. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to every one of our listeners. Yes, Lord. And bring about a conviction and an encouragement at the same time to be like a tree planted by streams of water, that they will bear much, much fruit in that way glorify God. We pray it in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.